0: They, they are, are at, at the post. post. And they're off in the Longines Breeders' Cup Classic. Into the stretch at Keeneland. Flightline just moves right by.
1: Life is good. Flightline has the lead. He's got it by two. He's got it by three. A furlong to go. Life is good as second. Gap of five. Back to Taba. Flightline,
0: a 16th to go. World-class racehorse. World-class performance at a world championship event. Flightline has won the Breeders' Cup Classic. Well, they don't get any more than that for those that missed it on Sunday morning you witness history I think one of the best horses we will ever see Flightline, absolutely brained them
1: yeah that was pretty good so destructive as well and I love absolute hat tip to um life is good and the connections of life is good for having uh, a go having a right go at him as well and um running ridi- I mean to be honest ridiculous Early splits blew himself to absolute bits. pendrith. <laughs> Haven't done the numbers, but that's uh, that's got to be pendrith stuff. So, I'm looking at um, Craig Milkowski, who's the time form US pace guy, and he's uh, he's calculated and he does calculate pace figures for each quarter mile. And so, it's insane that after two quarters, the third horse is 15 lengths away, and those pace figures in those first quarters. You're unable to sustain it, of course, but we're talking hun- over 170. Life is good, nearly 170. Tracking him there, flight line. So the third horse, Olympiad, is. I mean, who ends up running second? He was back in the field. He's he was running. What's he fifth through those early stages? There, he's run his race. When you when you look at it in these sort of quarters, evenly. So he's the Morikawa winner, Alvarado. There's your Morikawa winner. Flightline and Life Is Good were in very much their own race. And it was much too much race for Life Is Good, but just absorbed it. Flight line. He got the staggers later on. I know everyone's saying, Oh, he did it easy, he did it throttle down, he was knackered and but didn't he deserve to be. So his Bayer figure comes off the Pacific Classic. I think pretty much because it just wasn't as smooth a sailing as it was for him in in the start prior. And his form rating will dip away a little bit as well, but not much, still a World, well, not even a world-class performance doesn't do it justice, but it is very hard to um, – I felt sorry for the announcers and things because what do you, what do you say? No. Nah. How do you <laughs> yeah. – they just, you know, yeah. oh, he's a freak, oh, he's this, he's that. Well, yeah, okay. It, it, none of it did him justice, but how do you? No, you can't. Hard work. The and saddest and th- thing is he's done. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's the end of Flightline. It is a bit annoying because for, for most he's sort of just flashed onto the scene, but he has, um, he's banged up multiple big figures. Million-dollar yeah. yielding yeah no he's uh what's he gonna go a squirt he is worth plenty yeah <laughs> yeah it'll be interesting to see i mean he won't leave kentucky no uh he'd be almost too expensive to put him on a like, how could you insure him you couldn't put him on a plane so it'll be um you'll have to go to kentucky to get him but there'd be, there's some fine folk in the great state of kentucky it'll be worth the trip and hopefully we do see a little bit of flight line down here in mm. the, the future
0: Yeah, so certainly no question who was the highest rated of the two-week period. This is a double review show, the whole cup week, with a splash of flight line and some international racing.
1: Mm. It's been a a big week, yeah. So he he did manage to um, narrowly edge out the highest rated performers at Flemington. Just. Just. Three-way dead heat for the week on the TWAT ratings. For Flemington.
0: Time form with a twist for those playing at home.
1: Alligator Blood, Zaki and Gold Trip all ran 121. In Secret 120 and then Rockin' Horse 119. So three of the best five performances came on that vintage last day which probably slightly underwhelmed from a ratings point of view because we saw some horses They didn't, you know, the sprint turned messy.
0: The three favourites flamed up. The sprint
1: actually takes some explaining but, yeah, it probably didn't deliver the world-class performance we might have hoped for from the sprint or, or the mile. Well, the mile was all right. The mile was the top-rated horse won the mile. Yeah, it's always a bit funny when the leader wins, though, because
0: same with Zaki. I always feel when horses lead and win in big features, it's a bit underwhelming. Well, then you haven't liked this spring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, Zaki did get an absolute picnic, and we'll get to that when we get to the Vendrith.
0: <laughs> you said the sprint needs some explaining.
1: Oh, I can't explain it. Okay.
0: I thought I thought you were going to. <laughs> no. no. Which brings us to the biggest flop of the carnival. Mm-hmm. And it might seem a tad harsh given he was only beaten ahead.
1: Well, I'll, I'll say before you rattle this off, I, I, when you said you were doing this, I was like, that doesn't seem right. I, I get it, but it doesn't seem right. But it actually passes the mathematical test as well from the features. So can I? do you want me to rattle off some honorary mentions and then you go and deliver the knockout punch? Let's do it. Jackano, 11 pounds off his best. Disappointed. It got into an awful spot, but disappointed in the the Coolmore. La Creek was disappointing for punters because she was bombed, but she was only 7 pounds off her best. Not a big enough flop. Private Eye, only 8 pounds off his best. Again, disappointed punters who bombed him, Mm. but only 8 pounds off his best. And that's the same as Animo, only 8 pounds off his best. Thunder, 10 pounds off his best, but we'll get to that. (laughs) We will. And then that leaves 13 pounds off his best. Drumroll. We don't have a drum kit We don't (laughs) (laughs) Yeah nature strip Beaten ahead
0: Gone terrible So since winning his first group one In the 2019 Galaxy Because I think that's a fair starting point From when he's a group one winner He's had 26 starts Saturday was just the third time He's run two consecutive ratings in the teens One of those includes the hay fever prep When he wasn't quite right Mm -hmm. The other time was his two subsequent stars after winning the Galaxy. He ran fourth in the Doom in 10,000. Then first up, he ran fourth in the Concord behind Red Zell. So he's embarrassed himself there.
1: Mm, maybe he's got the, all that weather around in Melbourne. The hay fever people tell me that it, it's worse after rain. Mm. Maybe, he got the, maybe he's got the hay fever again. He's run very hay feverish. He knows he's embarrassed himself when Rockin' Horse is gunning him down. That, that seems unfair to Rockin' Horse, who's now a Newmarket and Classic winner.
0: Very lucky to have won both, I think,
1: yeah. given the level
0: of performance.
1: She's banged up a lot of very reliable and good performances, though. So good on her. She's run 118, 115, 116, 119 to win this one. She's, she bangs them up. She's good. She's not elite, though, which is what you would expect a horse to have her record. No, and this was a, a blanket finish, obviously, but um, most reliable wins. Good on her. Will we see him back, the champ? Nature Strip? We'll see him back at the races. He's He walked away in good health. So you keep. Is, I mean that's a concern, isn't it? The other concern is that you're just about J Mac. He had a bit of a week, mm. J Mac, and he um, he ran about as close to winning the Morikawa here as he did on any other. He gave Nature Strip the a pretty perfect looking steer, to be honest. It, mm. Said in the Everest, he probably at times that's sort of been his kryptonite, going a little bit too fast too early. Even though that, as we also said, is a very soft excuse. <laughs> they yeah. went too fast for me, guys. No, <laughs> they didn't really go too fast for him here. It was. You know what they weren't loafing, but he was. It was measured, measured by the man doing the best measuring across the week. You would have to say, yeah. Um, so yeah, disappointing. But that also adds confusion to the the bunch finish there as well. So it's a it's a messy piece of form, I would suggest. Horses like Lofty Strike, who's run really well, and Front Page. I mean, we knew Front Page was about this good, and but they're getting close when they look like they haven't run. They're not. They're not in full flight, are they? Are we saying well? Lofty strike certainly is. Good little push for the three-year-olds, perhaps. Although Giga Kick was slightly disappointing. Mm. Bit stiff, slightly disappointing. Bit stiff,
0: I think. I suppose that's the question after Saturday. How likely do you think Giga Kick is to get back to that Everest number?
1: So who is more likely to win the TJ Smith? In secret, Jack and O or Giga Kick? So we're saying the TJ? No, that's the championship yeah. sprint of the autumn. Okay, oh, Maybe the Lightning, but I don't think any of them are necessarily five furlong horses. So... Let's go TJ. So it's going to be bottomless, so we can rule a line through <laughs> Let's Jack Let's assume o. that La Nina's rolled off the coast for the first time in three years and we've actually got autumn – we'll just say autumn ground. Okay. I would be backing Jack and O. Okay. That's interesting.
0: Usually people reply with their response. Oh, you,
1: you want my response? Um, I, I don't know. I guess I, I've asked that question without an answer, which is rare for me. I prefer to ask questions that I know the answers to. Um Probably in secret, I guess. I don't know. That's uh, the one that sort of springs to front of mind for me.
0: Recency bias. I think oh, all yeah. I think all three you could build a confident case, really.
1: Mm. I actually think the three year old I mean Cool and Gaddaw the Moya said those horses you know, Lofty Strike ran well for where he sits in the three year old pecking order. And even Elliptical and Mr. Maestro, it won't necessarily look like it, but they actually ran competitively and mm ratings wise very solid their efforts in the the champions stakes so the 3 year olds are um slow starters because of the weather as we said that they just didn't get to the races at two in the numbers that they needed to but they are catching up and they've had a i would say the 3 year olds they get a tick out of not just the week but the spring yeah would you agree with that
0: yeah i think so given they were starting off a fairly low base i think they've overachieved this carnival mm. Like, there's no way it would have had a three year old winning the Everest,
1: and here we are. Yeah. And so maybe it is now. I mean, Changing Ma- Nature Strip versus Eddie has been a fantastic era, but it's getting a little tiresome.
0: Yeah, it might be over.
1: Is it all over?
0: I'm not, I'm ruling out Eduardo winning a group one. I'm not ruling out Nature Strip coming back. That'd be my lean on those two. No,
1: well, we're not going to be doing anything black and white. The world doesn't work like that, but. Yeah, it's interesting.
0: The other question is, does Private Eye sprint now or will they persist
1: with the mile? What do they do with him? Uh, I'll leave that to Joe Pryde, and That's why Joe Pride gets paid.
0: It's like you haven't even prepped for this. <laughs> <laughs> he just didn't back up?
1: Yeah, I, I wouldn't be saying it was necessarily the mile. And he wasn't miles, mile. It was flat, obviously. Mm. He didn't have anything like the ping yep. that he'd shown, but it happens. And he wasn't that far off his best... It's just a flat run, isn't it? And if you're flat and you're still that good, you're pretty good. Yep. And it doesn't change what, it, you know, the ratings he'd banged up prior to that. Okay. He's got now three ratings in the 120s. It's absolutely, you know. Saturday didn't make him slower. It certainly did not make him slower, no.
0: The disappointing thing to come out of the mile is for those that have built a nice railway book, geez, Tuvalu's going to
1: take some stitching if he goes home. Mm.
0: And by home, he's never been there, but <laughs> spiritual, the spiritual home.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll get to, uh, there was a big lead up and we'll get to that when we go around the grounds. Is that now? No, hang on. we got jockey awards. We've got awards too. And
0: So what we've done across the week is we've found the creme de la creme and the worst of the worst. This was the best ride of no, the no, week. No,
1: no, no. We found the worst of the worst and I didn't like it. So we went to the second worst. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Colin Car Award goes to Paddy Maloney in the Melbourne Cup.
1: On emissary. And I you know, he got some sort of tune out of emissary there. Beautiful ride. In a high pressure Melbourne Cup, which was against the flow of the entire spring, particularly over a trip, but I would say the spring in general. Yeah. Of low pressure races. The, um, Mel- the Melbourne Cup on testing ground and we got a test and my God, they were strung out. Yeah. They were more all over the shop on the track than they were in the lawns. Settle. <laughs> and Gold Trip stayed best, but Emissary was fantastic but he was very well managed and I would imagine that that's quite hard to do I mean for one Paddy Maloney's not getting that many opportunities and he's won a new market on 100 to one shot earlier in the year now he turns up and does this in a in a Melbourne Cup he's only had probably I think three other rides at Flemington for the week couple of you know have a spin around on a couple of 80 to one shots and okay now pressure on steer this for two miles and the pace is frantic the race in general is busy there's a whole lot more I would imagine going through their minds other than just I hope I get this pace right so I don't get the Pendrith, which I'm sure is going through many of their minds. Mm-hmm. But he's not only got the pace right, but he's he's brought the foot, like he's got emissary to run a, a clear peak, a bit well, I'll say clear, a bit better than what he what he did at Geelong and, and emissary's clearly a horse going the right way. I say going the right way. I mean Melbourne Cup is a real end of the road run, isn't it? That's you, you build and you build and you get to the Melbourne Cup and you get your shot and then Is it really formed for anything else? Not really. So maybe he's not one going the right way. Maybe <coughs> he's one that has already gone the right way and got there. He's got there, yeah. Got himself a nice big check and, a you know, running second in a Melbourne Cup is a big deal. Good on him. But good on Pat Maloney as well because that's a great ride.
0: Yep. Now the reverse flusher, the Taylor Pendrith. Well, this was easy to shell
1: out. Well, the race that Larkspur ran one on Cup Day was a joke. And so there's nominees in there. But I I didn't like that. I especially didn't like the answer. So we moved on. (laughs) Ignore. (laughs) Ignore. The real and then the next biggest miss of the week. And this is exciting. It is exciting. Did we say that, by the way, because we're doing a full week review here, it's double points. It is double points. (laughs) It's double points on the Morikawa and Pendrith leaderboards. So P Maloney
0: gets two points. Two points, which puts him into a tie for second. And we have a new front runner steaming to the lead. Now well ahead.
1: He would be flashing late too, wouldn't he? He would be. He's had a bad week, Mark Zara. (laughs) He's had a dud week. I mean, sure, he won the Melbourne Cup with a great ride on gold trip, but Thunderstruck, that is a... That's horrendous. That's horrendous. Because you know what, I mean, all he's done there is he's fallen A into the Flemington trap. Ah, it's a bigger straight, so we'll just go even further back because I've got all this time to catch them up. Doesn't work like that, physics. (laughs) Physics says no, and he's basically conceded before he's contemplated the pace. And he's done, I mean, if anyone still listens to this podcast, it's basically just me banging on about this every week, which must be tedious, but... For me, yes. (laughs) The obsession with the horizontal axis over the vertical one, just sit three wide and have a chance as opposed to, well, we've got to snag back to last so we can get in. Get in where? No man's land. You had no chance. Mm. Hopeless. Well, Animo had no chance. Once he handed up, yeah, he was too far back as as well. Zaki's cruising along, and it's a doddle, and it's a completely farcical contest. It was, it's tipped almost, oh, maybe just shy. But this spring has raised the threshold for farcical because most of the weight for age races have been, but no, this this just about tipped into complete farce range. And I mean, he's a shocker, is a bit of a give up there. Yeah, he's able to get into the finish against far better horses because it's not a test.
0: Not a test, and you know the biggest thing it overcame was the power of the fifth placing
1: in the Cox Plate.
0: Well, it needed
1: a bonkers tempo to bring that stat unstuck. (laughs) Because
0: the mighty Mawanga almost did it. Mm. But what it did continue is that So You Think remains the only horse since 2000 to place in the Cox Plate and
1: win the McKinnon. There you go. There you go. Took a good horse to do it. it Took a very good horse to do it. Yeah, so anyway, that's the end of my rant. But the, the obsession with not being wide of the paint, but happily then being wide of the mark is crazy to avoid being 3 deep you give yourself no chance mm. i mean it doesn't it just doesn't make it's logic says no okay if you're 3 deep and it's a bit of an ugly run you concede something but you you gain so much if the pace is like this by why well, yeah end of rant but it's yeah. just ridiculous
0: if you do want to spread the word we are getting some pace over position shirts made in time for christmas <laughs> Feel free to hit up the racing and sports shop.
1: Yeah, First 10 will be signed, so don't buy one of those ones. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Get ready. It's
1: time for Around the Grounds. Huge, huge week. It was a big week, but before we go Around the Grounds, the traditional grounds for our top twats, I thought we, we hit remiss, but it has been a big month or so of, of, of racing at the top end, but we've let the ball drop big time. In There's country cups going on. The uh, the Eastern Downs Cup was on Saturday at Chinchilla. Kiki Coco ran 77 to win that. Now, Saffin was back in third, fifth in Hartnell's Epsom, third in the Eastern Downs Cup at Chinchilla, which seemed to be another one of these, uh, a series of the country stampede, which I'm vague on the, I uh, really need to get myself, get my head wrapped around the uh, country stampede up north because there were more heats at Cooktown. Cooktown, The Cooktown Poles Club sponsored the cup. I'm sure they had a big day out. Lord of Light ran 78, so a pound better than at Chinchilla. Ooh. ooh that's ooh, bragging rights ooh, for the people yeah. of Cooktown. But just when the people of Cooktown thought they'd come top Trump in the cup, <laughs> Kunnamulla comes along and nicked the skip, has run 78. Good at, win, too. And matched the Cooktown Cup winner, Lord of Light. There was also a cup at Morinbar, uh Triptonic ran 70, so below that level. But i noticed it wasn't a series of the country stampede at Maramba. So you would expect the standard to slip a little bit. So it was a bit behind those other big big qualifying cups. But anyway, we can roll on. Sydney. No cups in Sydney. No cups in Sydney. But Ellsberg ran 116 to win the five diamonds and he's had a he's had a big spring himself. He has. And he's done a good job of avoiding well he ran the Epsom, which is now Almost second tier, isn't it? By design. Well, the Epsom's worth about as much as a highway these days. <laughs> I'm actually; it might actually also be part of the country stampede series, but I haven't, as I said, I haven't fully got my head around that yet. Sydney's best race during the spring, and it's <laughs> no longer. Uh, he was better than she's a Belter, who ran 109 up from 106 to win the Hot Danish. You don't even need an invitation to get into that these days; they let anyone run. And have you got any comment on the two-year-olds who looked okay to me? Actually, you should. I'll go up a notch from whatever is one step up from okay. That's where I'm at on those. Mm. It's funny. The
0: gold gift often throws up good time. A, it's a lot of money. B, often a lot of first starters and threw up similar. The winner, Barber, missed the start. And then the favourite, Gazing, who looks very good, did everything wrong. It got chopped out at the top of the straight. And for them to run as well as they did, I think it's a winner in it only going forward.
1: Yeah, mate. I mean, it might be a little bit deeper than that, but I agree that they were the two that looked. Even the the winner had the edge in experience, didn't he? But mm. he still looked, as he, said, he missed the kick. He mm. probably got a, a good ride, having missed the kick, a spectacular ride if not a good one, but um, still plenty of upside there. You would think. James is up and about with his two-year-olds. He is sending plenty to the track. Brisbane Rubermoss. I think Kinlock was a bit stiff behind Rubermoss. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but Rubimos banged up 102 and just looked all over the top twat at Doombit on Saturday. And then in the last, Linthrop Ladd. Just, excuse me. I'll take that. Top twat, 108, beating Tony Golan's got a couple of uh, cast-offs in uh, Aussie Nugget and Ulysses. Aussie Nugget from Melbourne, Ulysses from Sydney. So nice eastern rounded look to the form there. And we know Golan does a good job with those horses and both can run 100 and change, mm. maybe not quite. Yeah, 100-odd. Linthrop Lad is... Absolutely thrashed them on the back-up, having run a peak last week as well. So he's had a big week. Big week. It has been a big cup week for plenty of us. But for Lintra at Blatt in Brisbane, very much so. Hop on Harry was the big figure. Another series here. Hop on Harry has uh, posted a big figure. A good fast time as well behind Hop on Harry's win. And we've got form lines that stretch him over to Melbourne as well and say he's pretty useful. He's a Caulfield winner. Uh, 102 for Hop on Harry in a Heat of the Happy Trails series. Mm. Which there's a few series going on in South Australia at the moment. It's the Rebel Raider and the G Tra and even the Resiz series. Resiz! Resiz the the mighty Thrilled to see him get a series. Long overdue. Mm. Been saying for months Resiz should have a series. But the Happy Trail series is outrating the other series. As it should. Which it sounds about right for one of the Cox Plates greats, according to you. <laughs> 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 uh, and then we roll even further west where the uh, pathway to the pinnacles is. Uh, it's heating up, punters. Well established now. And Massimo, one, one three, The same race last year, one one three. Yep. He's back 12 months on and he's the same horse. Mirrored what he did last year. But the
0: pinnacles pointer was clearly the second horse, Carly's Karma. Didn't get there, but certainly looks well placed heading towards the railway. She missed a run last weekend because she wasn't rated high enough. Lol, what are you doing over there? <laughs> so she had to get the wait for age route.
1: Friends of the show, Rawa.
0: They are, but they, they, need to sort, they need to sort that out. you got Alaskan God, Tricks of the Trade and Carly's Karma, the three probably most promising horses over there and they nearly all missed a run two weeks ago. Well, Carly's Karma did. But she went to wait for age and she's mirrored what she did in the handicap races, which is what we expected ratings-wise. And now she'll drop down to the minimum in the railway and be a big chance, touch on Tricks of the Trade and Alaskan God. They look to lead a really strong charge from the locals, but... The mighty Tuvalu might have something to say about that.
1: Yeah. They're saying Northley's only just got his race over there and might be four or five years away from being the Tuvalu. <laughs> the fruit and veg turned Tuvalu steaks. Mm. Well, if they get Cascadian as well,
0: who ran the best last 600 of the day, although how much do you give him for being on the outside fence? But he had to get there. He had to get there and he is breathing fire. He's going really well, yeah. Yeah. So if they head over there, I thought the locals have got a really strong hand this year, but I think they're going to have to beat a really strong hand of the Eastern Raiders so gearing up for what should be oh, a stellar
1: pinnacle. What a pinnacle one of the finest pinnacles I've seen at least in the build up. Yeah. Which is what it's all about really.
0: And we saw the 2 year old as well, Brave Halo, who again posted a figure in the hundreds and flying flying did it easily son of Brave smash. He I mean, he could be anything.
1: They got out a uh, Caracat plate market yet? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. It was a dollar 15 on the weekend, which tells you the dominance he's already displayed. Are you excited?
1: Oh, I'm very excited. Then press the button.
0: <laughs> that is just so exciting.
1: I'm excited because the carnivals over. We get. I've got blockbuster fatigue for one. Mm. So we're off to Cranbourne, but that sounds about right because it is Robbie Griffith's season, and there must have been. I know would have been keeping several of us up nights. He's now in partnership with Decock Junior. Yep. And has this changed the whole makeup? of the Robbie Griffiths yard, and is it no longer Robbie Griffiths season? But I've looked at the results from the last week and I see Najem Sahail running a blinder in the last. Hal Vorson was back in business. This is, he won that race a couple of years ago and won the century last year and terrific late splits, which is his MO. Uh, Celestial Storm, two-year-old, shaped nicely. And then he had a winner at um, a Run into the 90s called Thaler. He's had a... Uh, without actually really winning... He's, well, he has had a winner at Packingham there, but that's off the radar enough. The signs are there. You don't need, they're not subtle signals. Robbie's giving himself up. We're rolling into Griffith season yet again. I have no idea what he's got coming, but I'm excited about whatever it is. Robbie Griffiths, stable to find post-carnival. Every year. Matt Ellerton as well, usually. Mm. So um, that can be the to follow. Sufficient? What, do you want some horses? I wouldn't mind some horses. All right. <laughs> Get your racing and sports black books out. Yep. Did anyone see a horse called Solcombe on Saturday? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about Right You Are, who used to be with Mick Price, mm. had 18 months plus off the scene, so clearly an issue, and turns up with Kieran Ma. Yep. And goes okay in a couple, and then all of a sudden, the late push, the money on Thursday, long week. Yep. Gonna say Thursday. The money was there, it was Thursday. He ran as well as he's ever run but with the promise to do even better. So right you are, they missed the cash there but um, he's got push on into the summer and mop something up written all over him. Detonated Jack probably does as well but he's won there and is a bit more obvious, isn't he? So he can be the, uh, I think right you are is a good to follow. Going to be winning soon. Going to be winning probably as soon as Ballarat Cup Day in something would be my guess if I had to guess. Don't even know what it is but he'll win it. That wraps us up. To be honest, I'm quite surprised how
0: punctual we were getting that out. But we'll be back with the preview show, The Punner's Preamble, on Thursday. I hope everyone has a good week.